The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. <laughs> hey, Jaylen Nye. I'm just going to say Chadville name mm. calling gets you nowhere. Oh, so yeah. let's just leave it at that. Especially when we're already, I, at least I can only speak for myself. I'm already in vacation mode. Yeah. So, and I'm happy to, if I have time, and I, I often do, uh, especially when both of us are here, because you know, like yeah. that's the advantage of a two-person show to answer texts, and and I'll carry on the debate if, even if we've moved topics. But as soon as somebody's like, "Yes, he will," I definitely will, and not angrily. Like I like I like hearing your ideas, and I know that you don't always want to phone in, or you haven't, you didn't have time to text at the time, or whatever, or you made a point and we've already moved on. So I'm happy to you know continue the conversation, and like I say, oftentimes like that story about the woman whose uh, child fell out of the mm-hmm. car. It was well after we had moved on that somebody said, well, what if the strap was in the handle? And I thought, oh, that's a great yeah. point, right? So I, I don't mind text at all. But as soon as they start with, hey, idiot, or hey, yeah. stupid, no, done. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not going to... We'll meet by the bike rack during recess. How about that? We'll, we'll sort it out then. But I'm not going to have a childish argument with you. Let's touch on this uh, briefly. And it was at the event that I emceed yesterday, the Alberta Industrial Heartland Association, their 2019 stakeholder event. Premier Notley... Uh, made a speech. It was about a 15-minute uh, speech, and you sure can tell that the election <laughs> is uh, yeah. is coming. And in it, um, to be honest with you, we thought a, a, an announcement was was being was being made uh, during this function. We thought that oh, there wow. might be, or or right afterwards. And 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 then what we ended up hearing was this this focus on. On toll roads, she suge- suggested uh, during her speech that recent comments by Jason Kenney, um, lauding user pay infrastructure can only mean he would bring in tolls for drivers. And she went on during her speech saying that that's going to affect everybody right. from industrial users to soccer moms. To soccer moms. Right. Uh, the UCP denying that. Well, it's funny, actually. Um, this, you know, it's like... Uh, what uh, was it? Animal Farm, the book. It's it's just sort of funny because, like we said when we talked to the premier the other day, and when I talked to Dwayne Brad as well, that the the premier's in a position of defending her record for the mm-hmm. first time, whereas in previous elections she was on the attack. You, you're on the attack, right? So now the shoe's on the other foot. So she says that, but then the UCP representative comes back and says this is more fear mongering from the NDP, unable to run on its own record. Mm-hmm. That was the statement from the UCP spokeswoman uh, Christine. Myatt. But here's the thing. It sort of twigged a memory when I read this and you and I were talking about it off air. But back when it was a PC government, part of that 43... This was a few years back. Yeah, 43-year dynasty. We had Doug Horner on the show and Doug Horner at the time was the Minister of Finance for the provincial government. And do you you remember that people were questioning, the NDP and others, that, hey, you know, the the process, the the mechanism of how you're uh, presenting this budget is flawed. And it was about uh, stating certain items were assets when they're not assets and that sort of thing, right? And so I had read about it, and you know me, I love numbers, right? So I had asked the minister at the time, well, Mr. Hornier, how, how are you putting a bridge as an asset? And he said, because it is. And I said, yeah, but it's not... You're not making any money you don't, off You it. can't make money on it, right? So you can't sell it. You can't. And he was like, of course we could. We could sell a bridge. And I go, how do you sell a bridge? And he's like, we, you can sell a bridge to a municipality. You can put a toll on it. You, you can, can probably you, name it if you wanted it. Right. You can naming rights. There's a lot of ways to drive money. So therefore, it constitutes an asset. But I remember him saying, you could put tolls on it. So the follow-up question was... 
will our tolls something you would consider? And the answer was along the lines of a, a good government considers all possibilities, mm-hmm. but we have no plans to put a toll. But I was saying to you off air, I'll bet you every government well, kicks around the idea of tolls and sales taxes. Andrew, oh, Andrew, you read my mind. First <laughs> off, we're saying that ended up uh, leading into a big discussion with our listeners about tolls and about, you know, let's say if there was a toll on the Anthony Henday right. or if they wanted to do another anthem, another ring road around the ring road. How would we pay for it? the possibility of doing it that way and how that would work, where the money would go, how mm-hmm. much it would be, and that for sort how of long. thing, and for how long. Because you know what? In Ontario, the experience has been yeah. that they pay for it 10 times over because what they'll say is, um, and this, by the way, is commonplace, more commonplace, mm-hmm. at least in Ontario, they'll say, oh, yes, we've paid for the initial construction of the road or highway, but now we're paying for the toll boost to take the toll yeah and the maintenance and the improvements and the lighting and the this and the that. Yeah. So it's like it's like income tax. Like once it's in, it's not going away. Well, I mean, look at Europe. If you've driven on, I mean, there's there's toll roads all over Europe. And if you've driven on a, mm-hmm. a toll road in Europe, you know that they're mainly beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, not potholes. They're 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 well paid. They're 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 yep. beautiful. They're beautiful roads. So, yeah, I suspect um, that yeah, it comes up for debate. And you you look at the sales tax question. Um, and I know in Alberta, it's like, oh, no, can never be, you know, this sort of stuff. But I think to myself, even a 1% sales tax, uh, provincial sales, 1%, even a 1%. Of course, no one's going to do it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, you got to think every once in a while, they're sitting around, whomever it is, thinking... Can you imagine how much that would generate? Absolutely. You know that a budget has been produced each time, which would include... And someone has said, so here's the revenue from a sales tax. And I've always thought this, and this is terribly unpopular, or is about to be terribly, terribly... Because we don't want a sales tax. I don't want a sales tax. But I've often thought that if a government, like Jim Prentice's government, for example, had a thought for even a second that they were going to get kicked out of power and replaced by the NDP. But they didn't think that. But had they thought that, or if Rachel Notley thinks, and she doesn't, that her government's about to be kicked out of power, I would say that if you truly want to balance the books and you truly want to do the best thing in the long run for the province, you fall on that grenade. And I know the last time I said this, people were so upset Mm -hmm. with me. Trust me, nobody's making policy based on Andrew Gross. So don't worry about it. And then people will say, yes, but but if... You know. It's like when I tweet about the Oilers, and they're like, you just caused that goal to go in. No, I didn't. They're, my Twitter has no effect on hockey games. They should. The government that thinks they're going out should bring in the sales tax. And you know what? And, and, and fall on that grenade and drive that revenue, and the next government gets to completely blame them for it. Because a sales tax is... is it's it's poison. It's political suicide. Any party in this province brings in a sales tax, it's suicide, political suicide. So they're not going to do it. But if you're just looking at the numbers, talk to an economist. The sales tax makes sense. It doesn't have to be 8%. does not have to be. No. Like as I said, 2%, 1%, 2 2%. Yeah. And you bring it in, then it's easy to bump it up. Hi, Harry. Oh, hey, Jalen. How are you? Good. How are you? Very, very good. I was just uh, listening to your guys' comments there, and um, I just wanted to comment on it for a little bit. I think that it's very naive of Albertans to not realize that there has to be some element of copay into society. Now, whether you're talking about a toll road, whether you're talking about, I'm going to even take it even further, 
health care premiums, possibly with what Andrew's talking about in terms of the sales tax. It's very naive of people to expect the highest level of service, but not put anything into it. And as a government, a government needs to realize that you almost have a parental-like role <laughs> in governing your flock. Hmm. And, you know, for instance, I'm a health care provider. A couple of years ago, um, CC and Notley were holding a, a radio town hall. And I called in and I said to them, when are you guys going to realize that you need health care premiums to offer better health care here, to reduce wait times in emergency centers, to be able to clear the backlog of patients? And the response that I got from Rachel Notley was very telling. The response was, well, we tax the top earners for that. <laughs> and it's very naive to think that we're going to be able to continue to do that from a portion of the population, because at some point in time, that portion of the population has become mobile. You've seen that, for instance, possibly with the person um, who's in charge, I think, of CNRL, who took off to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, that's a huge amount of your tax base that leaves. Getting back to the toll road issue, we can all continue to gripe about potholes on the road. We can continue to gripe about the conditions of roads. But we're not going to change behavior unless we maybe consider some of these things and then you can actually start to put some positive pressure on people to consider alternative forms of transit mm -hmm. or, or getting around the city. And do you know what the, That's you know where what that conversation started that we had on the show. It was about changing people's uh, right. habits, driving That's right. habits. That's right. Exactly. The problem is, generally speaking, people don't trust their government. So generally speaking, oh. because I agree with you completely, and it's, I, mean, I can tell you right now, very unpopular on the texting line. But people don't, tr for that reason, people don't tr trust government. If they, if they have a, a, a methodology by which to derive income on a per-use basis or something along those lines, that, that they'll continue to tax us every other way as well, so we're just paying more money. They don't, yeah, no, right. people don't trust government to say, you know, listen, we can build these better highways and these better hospitals and these better everything else but there's a user fee because they think yeah okay on top of what i already pay you and and there's many reasons why they don't trust government because government has been untrustworthy in the past they have a history of it well andrew you made a comment just earlier i was, I was calling in when you were talking about the sales tax and i caught the tail end of it but there were years ago i think there were about seven u.s states that decided to do away with their state tax and everybody was in a tizzy saying oh my god what are we going to do how are we going to get this revenue and the interesting thing was, rather than taxing people to death, when they actually reduced those state taxes, human nature is to spend. It's not to save. <laughs> yeah. And what this government can't seem to understand is that when people have that money, that money's going to get redistributed into other areas of the economy. You're going to find people saying, hey, got a bit of extra money. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a nice dinner. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens? Somebody, a waitress or, or a waiter, or somebody's going to get paid money. They're going to be taxed on that then you're going to have business taxes at the restaurant. And that's really what we want to do is we want to transfer that burden, not from the private citizen and the homeowner. We want to transfer taxes to the businesses. And I speak as a business owner. It is me who should be paying those taxes. But the way we're set up is we're set up with a very myopic form of taxation and governance under the current regime. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yep, no, loved thanks, it. Harry. Interesting call. Thank thanks you very, very much. much. <clears throat> huh. Interesting. Six thirty, six thirty is the text yeah. line four nine six zero zero six three. The phone number. You mentioned uh, 
raising taxes or, or, or introducing taxes. And man, does the tax line go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Let's take a break here. You know what? Yeah. It's, it's about time. It's about time to lighten things up and get to the big blue, big boo, big, big blue folder. folder of story. Sure. Uh, digging into the big blue folder as we uh, come up on the halfway point. I saw this one just this morning, so it's not uh, from the archives of the big blue folder. Made me laugh because I've honestly always wondered if you could do this. There's a guy in Iowa uh, who bought a lotto scratch ticket, and wouldn't you know it, uh, he won a dollar. Now, when I first uh, read the headline, I thought... I, guess, I thought it was cut off. A million, I thought, dollars. Oh, million dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too, like a million bucks. Uh, no, it was a buck. So he, But he's a lottery winner. Mm-hmm. He wins a dollar. Uh, he jumps in his car he drives uh over to the iowa lottery center and demands that they present him with one of those great big checks mm-hmm. that says a dollar now there's nothing in the rules or anything that says how much money you have to win in order for there to be a check but he wanted the lottery experience like he wanted you know the the backdrop of the lottery logos the balloons, the, balloons, hand- yeah. the interview the big check mm. well guess what he got it they did it they decided that wasn't a hill they were prepared to die on so yeah, okay. So they did the whole thing. They interviewed him. They took the pictures. They presented him with the big check. Um, good on them. Yeah, I, I think that is good on them. Like, why Play not? Play along. Have some fun with it. And you right. know what? You get some good coverage and think, hey, you exactly. know what? Maybe someone goes out and buys some more lotto tickets. It's not like you're busy giving away millions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like there's a lineup did at the bank. That? Did you see that guy? Another guy here? Uh, was it St. Albert? Sherwood Park, St. Albert just won $7.9 million? No way. Is yeah. that right? Split it with a winner in uh, in Ontario. <laughs> uh, we have a whole segment of People yep. Are Strange coming up, which we're going to save until after the 4 o'clock news. How much time do we have? One minute. I can Actually, do this 50 one. seconds. 50 seconds, no problem. Two minutes? Two okay. minutes, great. I'll slow down. If you've ever built a snowman, if you've ever... That was part of my People Are Strange segment. That's okay. I got three more to put into that segment. <laughs> if you've ever built a snowman, you know the kids will sometimes come along and knock a snowman down. Yes, that's right. You also know some people never mature. Sometimes kids turn into women and men, and their habits don't change. Or sometimes you're just a dick. Or- Exactly. So in this and case... I think in this case, it's the, it's the last one. <laughs> there's a family, a couple, sorry, in Kentucky. Dude was a jerk. Yeah. Or gal was a jerk. Whomever. So his wife uh, grew up in a, a warmer climate mm. in the United States and had not experienced snow before. Mm. So in comes this snow. He grew up in like Buffalo or somewhere, so he was He's quite like, accustomed Ugh. to it. Yeah. And for those who don't have snow like we do and others do... It's quite exciting. They dream of things yes. like building a snowman, right? So him and his wife, and I think her sister, I want to say build this massive snowman and it's it's glorious this thing is nine feet tall huge. it's huge uh, it's got the three sections like your traditional uh snowman it's got the top hat and the sticks for arms beautiful big carrot nose oh, cold for the eyes and the done. hat it was fantastic it's it just reeked of seasonal festivity and then it was left it was it could be like the next frosty the snowman absolutely now somebody comes along and spots the nine foot snowman on their property at the end of their driveway and decides that the best thing they can possibly do is take their truck and knock <laughs> it over now as a kid they probably were the ones going around the neighborhood knocking over snowmen on front lawns but now they're older the snowman's bigger and their truck is is a full equipped so because you know what <laughs> yeah instant karma it was described as yep because they drove the truck at high speed into the snowman <laughs> not knowing that the snowman was built completely around a huge tree stump 
<laughs> the big grill. <laughs> just a grill print on the front of Snowman's belly. No idea. You can see in the picture parts of the car scattered around, the grill print on the stump. Karma. They took off, of course, but Karma. there's got to be thousands of dollars worth of damage Love to that truck. It. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.